Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, hello, friends. It's me, Nick, your host, and we are ankle deep into August here. Yeah, that's right. Ankle deep into August. (laughs) I mean, I think we're a little, we're like waist deep. We're almost halfway through August by the time you guys are listening to this. And I just, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, right? Uh, I, it, I don't know, things are starting finally starting to like I think hit me. And kind of sucks when your escape doesn't help you escape anymore. But I don't know. I don't want to keep dragging you guys down with that kind of stuff. But anyway, hey, check out the new link that we've set up. It's it's our new link tree. It's got links to everything. Make sure to like and subscribe. Hey, share us with a friend if 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 you want. Um, it, it's, it's time to, to have fun, right? It's fine. It's, it's time to, to go out and, well, you can't go out, but it's time to listen to me and enjoy, and enjoy life for a while, (laughs) right? But let's, let's get into the nitty gritty, to the thick of it, to, to what, what's, what's really on everybody's mind right now. And, and that's. Anything but what I'm probably going to talk about. But let's let's get into it, shall we? Let's get into it. Anyway, today is Sunday the 9th. And uh, when you guys will be listening to this, it will be Wednesday the 12th, if not Thursday the 13th or beyond, really. But let's just have some fun shall we well it was announced so playstation 4 will be backwards compatible to a point but in what is honestly the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life you will not be able to use your dual sense controller on backwards compatible games so i yeah i um you can't play PS5 games, oh, with a PS4 controller, sorry. Anyway, that's still... Wait, what? Hold on. Let's let's dial it back. Right? You know? So the DualShock 4 will be supported on PS4 games on PS5, but PS5 games can only be used with the DualSense. Oh, okay, so I guess I've been reading this wrong the whole time. But the DualShock 4 will work on supported PS4 games on PS5. But if you want to take full advantage, you need to use a DualSense on the... um, You need to use the DualSense for those games on PS5. And, oh, look, they, they have confirmed that some things will move forward. So specialty peripherals such as officially licensed racing wheels, arcade sticks, and fight sticks will work with PS5 games and supported PS4 games. Platinum and gold wireless headsets, as well as third-party headsets that connect via USB port, 
or audio jack will work with the PS5. The headset companion app is not compatible with the PS5. Oh, so those new headsets I bought will work with it. That's good. DualShock 4 wireless controller and PlayStation officially licensed third-party gamepad controllers will work with supported PS4 games. Both the PS Move Motion and the PlayStation VR Aim controller will work with supported PSVR games on PS5. Uh, they also said that, quote, not all PlayStation officially licensed or third-party peripherals accessories may work on PS5, which is contrary to what Microsoft is doing with Xbox One, Series X and Xbox One. You know, they, they already said that pretty much everything is moving forward. Hell, even the new controllers are backwards compat. But, I don't know. I guess you got to check with the manufacturer on that. Uh, the PlayStation 4 camera will work with PS5 for PSVR games. But yeah, there's going to be a special adapter that will be included for that. Sounds like what they did with Kinect when Series S and... Or when Xbox One S and Xbox One X came out. Anyway... Um, if you want to play PS5 games, you got to get a DualSense, and I don't understand who would be doing that, because when you buy a PS5, I'm hoping you're getting a DualSense with it. So, anyway, now that I'm reading what I wrote down, I totally see how whatever I said didn't make sense. Uh, another Ubisoft executive is out of a job after stepping down. Uh, Tommy Fren... Francois, who was the vice president of editorial and creative services, has left the company after allegations of harassment and sexual misconduct. So per Business Insider, he had already been placed on administrative leave, and now um, he's gone. Uh, again, per Business Insider, uh, Yves Guimau, and uh, has told his employees about the departure last week, and... You know, he was the creative director behind Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Watch Dogs. And again, this is not the only high-profile person to leave Ubisoft in the last few weeks. A lot, a lot of people have been been leaving uh, high-profile members of, of, of that company. And luckily, nothing has hit Eves, because uh, he seems like a genuine stand-up person. And, and I'm, I'm happy that someone like him is leading the company as he is someone who will take accountability uh, and he wants to make sure that nothing gets in the way of, of his company providing great games to people and being a, a stand-up thing and standing up for his employees, which I appreciate as well. And it just sucks when, you know, a, a big company like that I'm sure they're not the only one, as, as, as we're starting to see in, in other parts of the world and in other sectors of industry, that there's a lot of pieces of shit out there. And it's, uh, it's a reckoning coming for all of the pieces of shit out there. That's for damn sure. Anyway, I don't like talking about this negative shit. I don't like talking about this negative shit. It sucks. Anyway, a... A historical fiction author was recently writing a new book looking for a way to find a, a recipe for red dye and uh, apparently found one on the internet he liked so much he put it in his new book only for it to be a recipe from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so an author unknowingly put in a recipe from a video game into a historical fiction book. 
That's just hilarious, if you ask me. That's just... That is really... That's just really funny, actually. It It's... Not something you expect at, at all, though, for sure. But it's uh, it's hilarious nonetheless. I just I thought that was a funny story to share with you guys this week. Uh, if you guys are a big fan of the No More Heroes series and you own a Switch, well, you're in luck because the game is being ported over to Switch. Uh, it has been rated. Granted, no official announcement has been made yet. Um, but it has been rated by a ratings classification board. I forget which country, so just be prepared for that. Uh, also announced, uh, Baldur's Gate will be delayed. Baldur's Gate 3 will not make its its release. Um, that was intended for later this month or next month, I think. Um, from uh, So it's not going to be on Stadia right away. That's unfortunate. But uh, something big I do want to talk about is... The drama surrounding Marvel's Avengers that is releasing next month. And uh, we're now learning that Spider-Man will be exclusive to PS5 and PS4. And uh, it will be post-launch, so he's not even going to be there at the beginning. So it's like, what kind of exclusive shit is that? But it's just... In a game that's like a games as a service, and every character kind of plays differently, it just, you know, he's going to be added next year at no additional cost, so it's not even paid DLC, it's free DLC, and (laughs) a lot of people, a lot of people are not happy, that that's for damn sure, and it, it's just... The, the, the stuff that, that Crystal Dynamics is saying is, as to why it happened is just a lot of bullshit, if you ask me. Um, Crystal Dynamics head said, quote, The inclusion of Spider-Man is a unique opportunity for, beca- for us because of the relationship that PlayStation and Marvel have. Like, what the fuck is that? Sony has a relationship with, with a lot of... They, they had a relationship with DC when it came to Batman. Like, what? Yeah, they had this, the Spider-Man PS4, but that's because Sony, yes, owns the movie rights to Spider-Man. They don't own any of the other rights to Spider-Man. Marvel didn't have to say yes. And, you know, it, it just... It, it's a lot of nonsense, okay? They said it's the only character they're doing that way, which is... Bullshit. Just it, it's asinine that that's even has to be clarified or said. And when when it, it's just it's just stupid because it's an online multiplayer game, co-op of all things, and they don't even have crossplay. So again, that's really fucking stupid in 2020. And you know they said, but the beauty of this game is we're going to be adding on to it for years. So it's one of those things that we have our eye on for what the future could be. Quote, like I I just. This is really fucking stupid. And, like, I could understand if it was the Spider-Man from the PS4 game. But it's not. It's their own Spider-Man that they're putting in. Like, what asinine... I I just... I'm not the only person who's mad about this, okay? It's frustrating, for sure. I'm not gonna... It's not gonna get me to buy the game on PlayStation. It's just not. And... 
you know, Crystal Dynamics has said there's more exclusives that are are all different. So PlayStation players will now have access to exclusive community challenges that will unlock specific rewards for that console. Uh, there's also going to have special cosmetics that are going to be timed. PlayStation will have a 30-day exclusive access to a legendary outfit, legendary emote, epic takedown, and nameplate. So that's better than anything because it's just 30-day exclusive. And I, I just PS Plus subscribers will also get a free cosmetic bundle for each superhero added post-launch, like Hawkeye. That's a little not cool. I mean, even Destiny players. When Destiny 2 still did the bullshit with the exclusivity, even Destiny players on PlayStation weren't happy. Because it, it, it just affects the community. The, the community is then splintered, right? So it, it, it's, it's just... I don't know. And then it turns out Verizon got special deals. And different mobile carriers are getting special deals. Like, what what is going on? What is going on with this game? I just... They're trying to do everything they can to just make it look better. Because it still looks fucking broken. Every gameplay I see. And, and that's... That's not a good thing. They've been working on this game for years at this point. Like, what's their excuse? Right? At least 343 can say, like, we were creating a new engine for half the time they were working on, on Halo Infinite. So not all that time was on the game. Half of it was building a new engine, which still is not a great excuse at all. If anything, it should look nice and crisp. Granted, the gameplay looks smooth. The gameplay looks smooth on Halo Infinite, so that's more of a plus. Whereas the gameplay on Avengers does not look smooth. And, and for a company that no, has made smooth playing games, case in point... The first two Tomb, Tomb Raiders in the reboot series. I just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. But... Anyway, moving on. Uh, season 5 is now live in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And that comes with it changes to the map in Warzone. So the stadium is now accessible after the roof has been blown in. And there is now a train going around the Warzone map. So just be on the lookout. As you drop in, friends, I'll see you on the battlefield. I'll see you in Verdansk. Anyway, uh, we got a lot of new... So remember that analog pocket that I was talking about last week, that new Game Boy? Well, uh, pre-orders sold out in 15 minutes. The You know, the following day. So now if you want one, you presumably have to wait until sometime next year after the launch, and they s fulfill all their pre-orders. How can you make something like this, right? And I, I get COVID has impacted supply chain and, and things like this. But how, how can you offer up a product like this, n knowing full well that you had to delay the launch because of supply chain issues, but you still put, put pre-orders up, and then people, like... You, there's so many pre-orders, you have to... You sell out, right? Like, I get that. But, like, at least tell people? I don't know. Right? Like, that's not something... It just sucks that people who wanted this thing now have to wait a, probably a long time for it. And it just fucking sucks. I'm really upset, because I kind of really wanted it. But, 
anyway, uh, we got a lot more news on Project X Cloud for uh, from Microsoft, and uh, they detailed a lot of new peripherals that you can now pre-order. Um, starting on September fifteenth, Game Pass Ultimate will also now include Project X Cloud, and uh, available on Android devices for no additional fee. So you can take all your games on the go. And um, they've announced a lot of new mobile accessories, officially licensed. And, uh, and some of them include uh, this new thing from Razer that like plugs onto your phone. So you have, it's almost like a switch, looks like it. Uh, this clip you can hook onto your controller that you put your phone in. So you just have your phone like attached to your controller. Uh, and then, of course, 8-Bit Doe has a small Xbox-themed uh, controller that you can get. Unfortunately, though, along with that, um, it has been announced that Project xCloud will not be supported on iOS devices. And part of that is because Apple was being extremely petty and wanted to review every single game that would be on Project xCloud or in Game Pass for their review under their App Store terms, despite the fact that all these games are already being rated by you know, buy a ratings board, the ESRB, at least in the case of the U.S. That's fucking stupid. So xCloud, game, uh, xCloud streaming service will be available to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. Like I said, it's included. And, yeah, I just, that's fucking nuts. Um, I did see the new Samsung phone will have, like, access to it as well. And... I just, uh, you'll be able to stream PC gaming on the go as well, or in the future it will be. That'd be fucking cool. And uh, there'll be co-op opportunities. So there's the new peripheral from Power A, 8-Bit Doe, Steel Series, And like I said, that Razer, I think it's the Kashi? Hold on, let me take a look. I think it looks fucking cool. I might get it because it's, it's USB-C. And... Um, they have a special Xbox one for that's branded for Xbox. You know, it has like the Xbox Jewel button and things like that. Uh, the Kishi, excuse me, I was close. I was one letter off. But otherwise, so if, if you're a, a Game Pass subscriber, you can do this. I, I did play a little bit of xCloud in the beginning when it first went into beta. I got it on my phone. Played some Halo 5, actually won a match. So it, it, it was actually really fun to play on my phone. It's It was different, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. Uh, moving on. Uh, despite the fact that people thought it might have it, especially after Sony releasing that adapter for the DualShock 4, and of course uh, the Xbox's Elite controller having them, there will be no back buttons on the DualSense controller. So there won't be triggers, there won't be paddles, there won't be any additional buttons on the back of the DualSense. Um... No surprise there, actually, if you ask me. Um, also announced, Warzone will be integrated in some way into whatever Call of Duty 2020 ends up being. So it, it, it doesn't look like Warzone is going away, so I wonder if it will stay free and how it will change. Uh, I'm, I'm on record as not being the biggest fan of, of Treyarch Call of Duties, so it's going to be a whole lot that they'd have to do to swing me to get this year's Call of Duty. Um, but I'll probably still play Warzone in the fall. Uh, 
BlizzCon has announced that it will return uh, in early 2021 as a all-digital event. And you won't have to worry. I don't know if they didn't say if it, they'll charge people or not for it, but it will be an all-digital event, at least online, early next year. Logitech has also unveiled its newest uh, racing wheel with pedal set. Uh, it will retail for $400 US when it releases later this year. It is the G923, and this is the first time it's the same peripheral um, across the whole spectrum. Granted, you can't buy the PC Xbox version and use it on PS4, PS5, but they will both exist. Um, they've made some new changes and haptic feedbacks, and only certain games are supported currently. So not every racing game is will support this new wheel when it comes out. Netflix has also announced a new documentary series called High Score about the video game industry and its history. That drops on the 19th, so you don't have to wait too much longer. It should be about a week a week from when you listen to this episode, so we'll be talking about it in two weeks' time. Ninja has also announced that uh, he is going to be streaming no more exclusive deals for Ninja right now. Uh, he's going to be streaming on both Twitch and YouTube. Uh, has he recently returned to YouTube and Twitch? Uh, so you'll be able to watch Ninja there. Bethesda has announced that Doom Eternal and Elder Scrolls Online will be available on Next Gen. Uh, no word yet on when that will happen, um, but it does seem like, from what I could tell, it looks like they will support smart delivery on, on Xbox Series X. Uh, no word yet on, on if it will be a free upgrade on PS5 if you own the PS4 version. Granted, they didn't really officially say anything about the Xbox Series X uh, from Xbox One version either, so who knows. Uh, also announced was new DLC for Control. This time it's called the AWE DLC, and it will tie in with Alan Wake, who starred in one of the most criminally underrated games of the 360 generation. And I can't wait to, to, to experience him some more. Uh, and Remedy, along with that, has also announced that they are working on a new game that takes place in the Control and Remedy, or the Control and Remedy, the Control and Alan Wake universe, which I'm very excited for. Uh, Rocksteady has also finally announced what their next game will be. Uh, they teased their new game, which will be Suicide Squad, um, and it's got a picture of Superman with a Suicide Squad crosshairs over his head. Looks like we're going to be hunting Superman in the game. I wonder if this will be DC's answer to Marvel's Avengers. But they did say... That's all they announced was the game and, and that concept art, essentially. But we will have to wait to learn more at DC Fandom next week, which is the 24-hour fan experience DC has announced uh, in lieu of Comic-Con. We'll talk about Fandom a little bit more later in the show today. We already talked about how, you know, iOS is not going to support Project X Cloud. Well, that's not the only people being affected, as they are also going to restrict Facebook gaming on iOS. And they do have a dedicated gaming app, but apparently because of Apple's rules... Users would be limited to engaging with live, live streams. The minigame functionality has been cut from the iOS version. And uh, Facebook said in a, a bunch of tweets, 
months of submissions and repeated rejections by Apple has led them to, quote, remove instant games entirely from the standalone app. Quote, citing App Store Guidelines 4.7, Apple rejected the app claiming the privacy purpose of the Facebook gaming app is to play games. Oh, claiming the primary purpose, excuse me, of the Facebook gaming app is to play games. It's not. 95% of app activity on Android is from watching live streams. We shared this stat with Apple, but no luck. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, another quote. I just, they said, we'll keep building a games platform. Playing games will always be part of Facebook gaming, whether Apple allows it in a standalone app or not. And like I said, this is, this is pretty much right after what happened with Microsoft. Uh, quote, unfortunately, we do not have a path. Uh, this is from Microsoft. Unfortunately, we do not have a path to bring our ver vision of cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to gamers on iOS via the Apple App Store. Apple stands alone as the only general-purpose platform to deny consumers from cloud gaming and game subscription services like Xbox Game Pass, and it consistently treats gaming apps differently, applying more lenient rules to non-gaming apps even when they include interactive content. Uh, Microsoft said it's committed to finding a path to bring cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to the iOS platform. So, even more reasons for me to never get an iPhone. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's just fucking stupid. And uh, before we get into the best gaming news of the week, it turns out that WB Interactive may not be sold. It looks like Warner Brothers has a renewed interest, I guess, in keeping the brand and um, is no longer interested in, in getting rid of it, which I don't understand. Um, it, it's either, like, are, are they trying to sell it or not? Make up your damn minds, right? Right? I mean, one would think. They probably just wanted to see how much interest they could get from people. Anyway. Anyway. The best gaming news we have had in a long time. The doctor is in, baby. Dr. Disrespect is returning to streaming, and he will do so as of right now on YouTube. No exclusive stuff. Um, no word yet on if anything else, but right now, just on YouTube. But the doc is in, baby. Ha <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Dr. Disrespect is back. But that's it for gaming. Let's move on to what's going on on the silver screen. And we've gotten one final trailer has been announced for the boys so you can watch that online now as we get closer and closer to the premiere date of the boys season two with its new characters can't wait to see where everything goes it looks interesting so far from what i can tell and uh stormbreaker i think that's her name the new hero well the new member of the seven looks fucking cool i can't wait to see the shenanigans she gets into with with um the, what's his name? God, I, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, in some news that I really fucking hate more than anything, Ren and Stimpy is being rebooted at Comedy Central. Yeah. Comedy Central of all places, I don't understand. And it's a reimagining, which, why are you going to fuck with something that's near perfect, if you ask me? The original run of Ren and Stimpy, and I'm not talking about their stupid after-party bullshit on Spike. I'm talking about 
original Ren and Stimpy on Nickelodeon. And per The Hollywood Reporter, it says it will be reimagined for a new generation. Nickelodeon will oversee the project. Um, no word yet on writer's room or anything like that. But, quote, we are excited to reinvent this iconic franchise with new creative team and our partners at the Nickelodeon Animation Studio, said Chris McCarthy. Ren and Stimpy joins our rapidly expanding roster of adult animation, including South Park, Beavis, and Butthead, and Clone High, as we continue to reimagine our treasure chest of beloved IP for new generations. Granted, the original Ren and Stimpy was from the 90s, and granted, that, that show is really crazy if you watch it. I personally like it because a lot of the jokes in it are hilarious. You know, French Toast Man. And just Ren in general. Stimpy, you idiot! Oh, Ren. Stimson J-Cat, you know, and Ren. What was Ren's last name? He was a Chihuahua, though. Uh, Stimpy was a cat, you know. But uh, that show was great. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. I, uh, I just hope it's, it's somewhat like the original. But I just hope it's, and I hope it's not in that new shitty animation style that all these shows are in. Like, um, like Adventure Time and all that shit. Because I just, I wouldn't stand for it if they did that. But, I don't know. Um, we also got uh, a trailer and more information released about Ridley Scott's new show for HBO Max. So you guys can check that out online now. And then Disney has announced, after months and months of trying to get it in to theaters, uh, as they focus on other movies, it looks like Mulan now is moving officially to Disney+. Plus. On September 4th, you'll be able to watch Mulan. For the fun price of $29.99. So it's not included with Disney+. Plus. It will be an extra fee. But at least that's cheaper than taking a family to the movie theater. That's for damn sure. But Mulan will release uh, September 4th for $29.99. On Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney also announced that they are going to launch a new streaming service uh, internationally next year. Uh, under their Star brand. So if you live internationally and don't have access to Disney Plus, you'll have access to their family of brands and stuff like that on um, on uh, uh, their star platform if you guys are international. Uh, the one thing I did learn recently, though, that I do not like is that they have essentially just given up on 4K movies, which uh, at least digital or physical versions, which... I like having physical stuff, but they're also like giving up on their Fox properties too, which is like, why would you buy it if you're not going to support your big, nice back catalog of, of 20th century Fox films anyway? So you guys have HBO max and, and are stoked to have it. Cause you can watch all the Harry Potter movies on it, right? Well, you gotta better get all that done before October. Cause in October they are leaving Warner brothers own streaming service. For Peacock, owned by NBC Universal, uh, which will have them through next year. So that makes so much sense. So much sense. Anyway, uh, CBS has also announced uh, CBS Viacom, at least, will have some sort of 
Uh, they're going to launch their own so- sort of streaming service internationally as well, as CBS All Access is currently only available in the U.S. If I'm not mistaken, I think Canada as well. So I'm sure they'll finally give access to people uh, to Star Trek, because I know a lot of people can't watch Picard in a lot of places, or Discovery for that matter. And uh, speaking of Discovery, that will premiere later this year, I think in October? Did I talk about that last week? I think, oh yeah, Star Trek Discovery drops in October. We're going to talk about Lower Decks today, though. Um, Amazon has also shown off its first look at its new Invincible show based on the Invincible comics. And the comics, um, like art, the guy who drew the comics is involved in the show. And it looks pretty comics accurate from what I've seen. And it sounds like it's going to have a good voice cast too. No premiere date yet. Hulu has announced when their Animaniacs revival will drop. And that will be on November 20th. Thank God most of the original voice cast is involved. It's time for Animaniacs. Hopefully they'll bring in Pinky and the Brain. Narf. Narf. <laughs> Hello, gorgeous. Also, uh, Zack Snyder, ahead of whatever might be announced at DC Fandom, uh, has shown off what his Steppenwolf will look like in his uh, in, just, in Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. And his Steppenwolf looks more in line with the the Steppenwolf from the deleted scene from Batman vs. Superman. Um, Not as, like, thick and brooding, um, but still large, uh, as as a character at least, and not as as small or unassuming, and I say that even though he's a large villain, uh, as he was in the Joss Whedon cut. But that is... I'm stoked to see how that plays out. I wonder if Syrian Hines is still voicing the character, though. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder cast him, so that's um, that should be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, also, the producer of the original X-Men animated cartoon from the 90s uh, has announced that he has had talks with Disney about either a possible revival or some kind of new series, but he has had active talks with them about X-Men and its future. And that is something... That is something we can all be very, very, very happy about. I wonder, I, I would rather like, I'd like to see a revival, because that was one of the best uh, comic book cartoons uh, next to Batman, the animated series, of course. And uh, any Whovians out there, any big Doctor Who fans, well, you might be in luck. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, who was the ninth Doctor, who had a who had a very short run, despite the fact how many people loved him as the ninth Doctor is finally returning to the role that he once portrayed almost 20 years ago in a new radio drama for the BBC. So he will return as the Ninth Doctor in a radio drama for the BBC. But I, I, uh, I'm not a big Whovian. I tried watching once. I just, I don't know. I need to really be able to sit down and watch it, though. But I do know that uh, it is a, supposed to be a good show, so I, I know I'm I'm sleeping on something that, that I sh- would probably very much enjoy. We also got confirmation this week on when we should expect the return of the Arrowverse, and it looks like we will not be getting it this fall, which is, I mean, kind of obvious, right? So I wonder if that means we're going to get a shortened season for everything, um, or maybe they just won't take their hiatus breaks like they do. But 
the Arrowverse returns this time in 2021, which, again, kind of expected, kind of obvious, as uh, everything is just kind of up in the air right now in terms of, of production and uh, given the state of the world currently. But um, one more thing before we talk about uh, Star Trek Lower Decks is uh, there's this really cool new documentary series on, on Netflix called Connected that I am like instantly hooked onto. And it's it's about just how all different things are connected in ways you wouldn't expect. And like one of them was about like um how like uh uh surveillance works and one of them was about dust and how dust from the Sahara and in uh, affects weather in the Amazon and just like I'm I'm a few episodes in and it's just it's crazy about about how much things are interconnected in this world that you don't that you don't realize, right? It's like there's so much going on that you don't even think about cuz you know, you're just not told about it for starters and it's just you kind of wonder about how maybe different things need to be taught to people, you know? But that that's a show definitely should check out. It's on Netflix. Maybe you can stop binging a show you've seen a billion times. I'm looking at you, The Office. And you guys can check out something that's actually worthwhile and uh, something different to learn, you know? Anyway, Star Trek Lower Decks, the newest animated series from Star Trek, premiered this past week on CBS All Access. Uh, it's a little more adult, even though they do bleep out some harsher words. Uh, it is a comedy series, and honestly, it is a breath of fresh air that Star Trek needed. It is a great, hilarious show with an excellent voice cast. There's a ton of, of Easter eggs and references to, to, to see, even in the first episode. Like, it is way better than I expected it to be. The animation style is great. It's from some of the people behind Rick and Morty and things like that. So already you know it's got a, a stellar team behind it. And it, it follows essentially like the, the ensigns down in, in the lower decks. The people you usually don't know about or see about on, on, a, on a Star Trek. On, a, um, on a, a ship in the Federation. And even then it's not even a premier ship. It's, it's a ship that's down in the lower tiers of, of what they're doing for the Federation. Like hell, the first episode is all about second contact. You know the big the big tier ships like the like the flagships. You know they go and do first contact with species, and then these are the ships that come in like a month later and do second contact and handle all the the paperwork essentially. So it's like they're like the assistants, like this is the assistant to the Enterprise. You know what I mean? And it it this first episode was really funny because it it's totally something that you could see happening in Star Trek, but. At the same time, you understand that it would never be, like, a premiere story. Like, a virus outbreak from a, a bug on a planet that they didn't know about after first contact. And that the the inhabitants of the planet didn't tell them. Like, that's fucking perfect. And just, like, the interactions of the crew that you get to meet are, are really good. 
and I do like the captain and, and other things that are going on. And hopefully there's room for cameos, I guess, or more like big references. I, I don't know. But we are going to have this show every week up until the time Season 3 of Discovery premieres. So there's going to be a lot of straight weeks of Star Trek coming up. I'm going to be talking about Lower Decks for sure. Uh, this was 100% a 10 out of 10 for me. show was great. If you have CBS All Access, definitely recommend checking out uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. But that's it for TV. And uh, let's see what's going on in Hollywood. Anyway... Uh, James Gunn tweeted out a couple of different things this week. Despite what rumors may say, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has not been delayed. Not at all. So don't be thinking you got to wait longer, because it isn't. But he also went out and tweeted a comics-accurate movie logo for his Suicide Squad film, which uh, he's doing, again, ahead of DC Fandom, which is uh, next week. But it is a Comics Accurate logo, and it's in several languages, I might add. So we have an idea of that, at least. I'm hoping a trailer drops at Fandome. Who knows? Who knows? Got a week to see what happens. The Rock, uh, speaking of DC Fandome, The Rock has teased in his involvement, along with some potential teases for Black Adam, even though it hasn't started filming yet. So I'm wondering if either his costume is done and we might see him in it, I'm wondering if some rendering has been done, uh, almost like what I saw at Star Wars Celebration when they announced Rogue One. But The Rock will be there with Black Adam stuff to tease at DC Fandome. Um, Colin Trevorrow has tweeted out a photo from the recently resumed production of Jurassic World Dominion, showing off uh, what looks to be... um, If you guys... Follow Clayton Fioriti on YouTube. He is a big member of the Jurassic Park fandom. Uh, He puts out a lot of videos and content. He's a big content creator for Jurassic World, or for Jurassic Park fandom in general. Um, And he, and along with some others whose name I'm I'm not remembering right now, so I'm I'm not trying to say it's all Clayton, but he expanded on it. But uh, Colin Trevorrow tweeted out a photo hinting at Site B and a possible flashback in Jurassic World Dominion. It's a, a photo of what looks to be like a cold storage box. And stuff on the walls look, uh, based on the video from Clayton, they look like it might take place in a, a lab that was either on Isla Sorna, which is Site B, or on... on um, Jesus Christ. Uh, at Jurassic Park on... Um, God damn it, I can't think of the name of the island. Anyway... But, oh god. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it looks super 90s because there's a corded phone on the wall and, and it's got all in-gen logos, which it doesn't match with with currently what um, the company that it that it, it is now. So, uh, Masrani Global, that's what it was from Jurassic World. So, you know, it's, it's um, interesting to say the least. I wonder if there's going to be a flashback scene. Uh, Sam Neill recently tweeted out a photo of, of his hat getting back in the saddle. Um, Laura Dern tweeted out a photo of, of her onset chairs. So I, I can't wait to see how this movie turns out next year. Uh, moving on. Uh, Denny Villanueva and a lot of the stars of Dune have announced that a trailer will be released this month. When and where, 
I don't know, but it, it is coming this month somewhere, but that's what's happening. And despite having its release date indefinitely pulled, well, we now have a new release date for Tenet, and it will release in September. Hopefully, if movie theaters are open. Um, also, uh, it's been announced that James Wan and his production company are teaming up to possibly make a new Knight Rider film. Uh, I know the, the remake on TV didn't make it, but it sounds like it's possible we may get a movie now and from James Wan of all people. So that's a, a good, a good, good, good thing to hear. That's, that's, that's for sure. James Wan is definitely someone you want producing a movie like Knight Rider. Um, Tom Hanks has also announced that he really wants to play Geppetto if Disney makes a live-action remake of Pinocchio. And honestly, that fits. He does look like Geppetto now as an older man. Uh, but that movie's still not been announced. So, uh, Seth Rogen has also said that his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie will hone in, quote, on the teenage aspect, and that was per Collider. Uh, they were interviewing him on it. Um, we have also heard that we now have a new director for Captain Marvel 2, and it will be directed by Nia DaCosta, who you may recognize her name. She is directing the Candyman remake. And uh, Ryan Reynolds has uh, teased his involvement in the Snyder League, and he has essentially re-edited it uh, in the Snyder Cut, I should say Snyder League, um, he has recut edits of Justice League and put his Green Lantern in places. Um, e even tweeting The Rock saying, quote, I'm not playing Hawkman in Black Adam, although I generally do whatever the hell The Rock tells me to do. Um, the Rock said, yes, you're going to play. Um, <laughs> yes, you're going to play uh, uh, <laughs> the Hawkman and you're going to like it. Ooh, if they put Carter Hall and Hawkman in. That'd be kind of cool. But anyway, he essentially tweeted out a recut version of his Green Lantern film that ends up being just a few minutes long, um, but then essentially put Tom Cruise as <laughs> Green Lantern and then tied in the Justice League at the end. Um, but it's it's just really funny to see that. And I, I just, I love Ryan Reynolds, man. He just, he's a gift to Earth. But also got an announcement that John Wick 5 has been announced, and it will film back-to-back -back with John Wick 4, which, oh my god, yes! That's badass. I don't know how they're gonna, where they're gonna keep going, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take John Wick. I don't care. It doesn't have to be anything but Keanu Reeves just fighting people and shooting people, and it'll be a good, it'll be a good movie. Um, Christopher Nolan also went on record with Collider saying that Tenet will have less CGI than some current rom-coms. Yes, if you did not know that, many, many rom-coms have a lot of CGI that you don't even realize is there. So I'm just going to let that uh, sink into your noggin there. And uh, per Hollywood Reporter, it looks like the future of Star Trek films is now currently up in the air once again as... Uh, the film that Noah Hawley was working on has been shelved indefinitely, uh, citing coronavirus um, returns on investment, which are very, very, very low. And Tarantino's movie is who knows, and 
a potential fourth film in the Kelvin universe is who knows I just can we get a good Star Trek movie can we just go back to the prime universe please because that's all they're doing with all their shows at this point let's like let's stop playing around in the Kelvin timeline all right let's get out of that bullshit that JJ did as as decent as it was and I enjoyed all the films I just let's do a movie in the current time period right where where it's post next generation like Picard era or let's go back pre let's do Enterprise era hell even Discovery is opening the door for a future in the prime timeline just let's get out of the Kelvin timeline let's tell new stories where we don't shit on existing shit. Or, hell, I'll, I'll take a next generation film in the Kelvin timeline. Why don't we do that? Let's see what Picard is like in the in the next gen or in the Kelvin timeline. Let's see what, what a galaxy class cruiser looks like in the Kelvin timeline while we're at it. I don't know. Let's do a movie in the Delta Quadrant and bring in the Voyager cast. But let's just get a decent Star Trek film, huh? But uh, that's it for movie news. Uh, there's some other stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, how about this? The Rock has purchased the XFL from Vince McMahon. <laughs> Maybe that will help it. Um, but uh, I do want to talk about DC Fandom real quick. Because uh, there's two loot loot crates I do want to talk about. But DC Fandom, uh, if you guys don't know, um, they just put out a trailer. that It's like... It's like a, a fake convention trailer, and it, it's hilarious. But uh, it's an, a 24-hour event online for everything DC Comics. It will be on August 22nd. And they've released an enormous list of names that did not expect to see. Um, and they announced a lot of hosts as well. Um, big names like Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, The Rock, um... Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Pine, Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, The Rock, I already said, James Gunn, Viola Davis, um, The Muschietti's, uh, Barbara and Andy, the directors of The Flash movie, Margot Robbie, Lake Bell, Alan Tudyk, uh, people from the Arrowverse, uh, like, like we already said, um, Rocksteady will be there showing off stuff from... Uh, their Suicide Squad game. We have uh, Nolan North and uh, Troy Baker will be there talking about some video game, obviously. Um, let me just... If you look, they put out another trailer for all the names, and it's like you can't even read them all. Um, Adam Brody. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm trying to read all these. Um Crondon, so he's from uh, um, Black Lightning. Uh, let me see. Robin Wright, you know, she's in, in Wonder Woman's. Tim Daly, who used to voice Superman. Terry Crews, Tamara Morrison. Um, oh, wow. that's did not expect to see that name. Um, Peter Capaldi, I think he's in Suicide Squad. And um, Nolan North. Neil Gaiman will be there in some capacity. Uh, just a lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, pretty much the cast of Shazam. Um, Kristen Wiig, obviously for Wonder Woman. And 
Yeah, Ziggy Marley. I don't wonder why. Uh, uh, Zack Snyder, of course, will be there. Um, but big, big stuff coming out of DC Fandom next week, and we will talk about that in two weeks. So uh, that is something big we'll talk about then. But other than that, uh, that's mostly it for today. But like I said, uh, a couple of loot crates to talk about. Uh, first one being the Rick and Morty crate um, that came in that I think is probably a, a few months old at this point. Um, and this one came with some cool stuff. Some practical stuff as well for the first time in, in, in a while, to be honest. Oh, so this actually was the July crate. Wow, it's on time. Uh, it's the Rick or Treat one. <laughs> and it came with a more uh, the best pin. And it's super new. And it's it's from Season 4, the heist episode. And it says, you son of a bitch, I'm pin. Because it's an enamel pin. It comes with a Peace Among Worlds foam finger that's flipping people off. A Rick or Treat uh, t-shirt. A Blitz and Chits, uh, the Roy story of Roy phone stand that you can fit your phone in and it looks like a arcade cabinet. And then the thing that's the most like that fits is a pickle Rick neck warmer that, uh, you know, you could use as obviously a face mask right now with everything that's going on. Um, granted I've heard that maybe those are not super great. Granted it's better than, um, you know, not having a mask. So that, that's a, a Rick and Morty crate I really liked. And then, oh wow, they're finally on time. Uh, this one is the Super Friends crate. So this is the standard crate. And this one has, so far, my favorite shirt in forever. And it's a literal Super Friends shirt. So like the old 60s cartoon, Super Friends. Uh, it comes with a... Um, Flintstones salt shaker of Fred and Barney and why isn't this loading um it comes with a Scooby-Doo tablet sleeve a limited edition Dr. Squatch soap um so that's that new soap brand that's got like Sasquatch on it uh, it's an always sunny in Philadelphia decal and a uh, super friends pin which is peanut butter and jelly sandwich pin um, but I, like I said, the, the Super Friends shirt is my favorite. It's got Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman on it. And it's, uh, really awesome. But, that is it for this week's Nick's Nerd News. Thank you guys for listening. It has been a long journey through 2020. And I plan to be here for you every single week. I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon. So, I'd like to be that constant for you. Uh, as always, check out nixnerdnews.com where you guys can, you know, listen to the show right in your browser. Or, if you like, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcast pages. Uh, excuse me, Google Podcasts as, as um, Google Play music is going away. Uh, looking to get on Amazon. I submitted there, so you might be able to hear me on Audible or on Amazon Music pretty soon. I'll let you guys know when that's official. Um, also, while you're at nixnerdnews.com, Make sure to check out our social tab where you can see our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all in one place where I post a lot of funny memes I find on the internet. Uh, I do not take them as my own. I don't want you guys to think I'm um, plagiarizing memes. Other than that, 
uh, check out nixnernews.com. Uh, while you're at our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, you can find our link tree, which will also just take you to all of our different things, as well as my personal Instagram, if you guys want to check that out as well. Uh, other than that, thank you guys for listening. Um, next week, we will talk about how this final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wrapped up. I wanted to wait till the season finale, which is uh, going to premiere the night you guys are listening to this. And then we will talk about Star Trek Lower Decks Episode 2 and whatever other gaming news might be happening as you know more and more is coming out as we get closer and closer to the launch of the new consoles. But with that being said, I will catch you guys on the flip side.